Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 96. This interview is with the two founders of Wibbits, Zohar Dayan and Yotam Cohen. Wibbits, the NetExpo Grand Prize winner of 2014, is a service that creates a summarized, automatic video of text on the web. The founders have the ambition to be the play button of the web. If you haven't tried it, this is one app you'll want to download before the end of the podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. So here we are live at NetExplo Forum 2014, and it's just about to close this beautiful afternoon. And I have uh, with me one of the 10 laureates, in fact, not just one of the 10, the grand prize winners. So, Yotam and Zohar, tell uh, us who you are, what you do. Hi, my name is Yotam, and I'm 31 years old, and uh, one of the founders of Wibbits. Zohar Dayan, I'm uh, 30 years old. Uh, we founded Wibbits together when we were in college. Uh, and essentially, what Wibbits does is we created a technology that can automatically turn long text articles into short videos that you can just watch uh, by bringing the stories to life using beautiful images, video clips, animated infographics. So instead of having to read uh, tediously on, a, on your small screen of your mobile phone, you can just hit play and watch a 30 to 45 second long summary telling you exactly the points that you need to know uh, in a beautiful audio-visual type of way. In an automatic fashion. You said uh, long form. What, what do you think is the ideal length? Of an article, of a video summary? Yeah. Uh, so our video summaries are between 30 seconds to one minute long. Uh, we saw a huge en- engagement in that uh, period. When we summarize the text, in the end you get like 30 seconds to one minute. All right, so what I understood is that you, you, you basically take the text and then you create a video w- with um, visuals that are picked from automatically from the web and curated, at least to create a, a real story. Do you also imagine able to summarize the stories? Sure. Uh, a big uh, component of what we do is actually the summarization process. Uh, so we analyze the text. We try to understand what is the core essence of the story and make it shorter uh, nobody wants to, to watch a 10-minute long video, so we try to keep them very short. We've actually done a lot of tests and found that short form is, is more engaging with users. So it's usually less than one minute. So people's attention span is pretty low today. They want to get their information in a quick and effortless way. Um, and once we summarize it, we then have the challenge of matching the most relevant images videos, which is also a very tough process. Uh, Like you mentioned before, it's all done 100% automatic. Um, It takes just five seconds to create, Mm -hmm. and we do this in a very, very scalable way. So today we're creating more than 10,000 videos on a daily basis. So imagine how long that would take humans to create. Uh, And how much. much (laughs) How do you evaluate accuracy? So we have a few methods that we use in order to test our algorithm. One of them is actually the user engagement. So we test the user engagement in our clips. If they share a clip, for example, if they finish to watch the clip, 
So and we actually test it out, and then we improve our algorithm using that data. We also have internal the, uh, scoring methods. We have a content team within Wibbits that actually tests and watch videos all the time and try to find problems that we later on improve in our algorithm. Mm -hmm. And we have a scoring method that every month we do like a scoring to our clips, and then uh, uh, we see that we are improving month by month. Well, well if I could, I'm pushing back. You know, the fact that um, this, this uh, do you see this article? It, it talks about cats, but there's some dogs. Oh, I want to show you. You know, so the engagement factor can be by mistake as well, per se. Um, yeah, we had a lot of that in the beginning <laughs> when we started to build the algorithm. Uh, but today, the, the average of our accuracy is around 90%, 95%. So it's pretty accurate. So we have a lot of methods not to include things that we are not, the algorithm is not sure of. So if it's not sure, then we'll bring something more in the background and not exactly the, the right image. So we'll right, a little bit broader. Yeah. I'm going to guess that if you take certain newspaper articles that were, well, there was a structure to the way that articles used to be written in terms of the first three paragraphs that were the executive summary and then you elaborate and some conclusion at the end. Does that where you started? or And how much easier is it to do a newspaper, a media classical article, versus, you know, blogs that are written haphazardly? Well, right now we're trying to focus on several uh, key verticals. So we're focusing on hardcore news, uh, sports, entertainment, finance, business, technology, and entertainment. Um, so these are the main verticals. Uh, we started with kind of this generic algorithm that kind of tried to do everything mm -hmm. correctly, and we noticed that you need to treat each type of category differently, each type of structure differently. Uh, so today we're actually focusing each time on a different type of vertical. So today we know if it's a sports article, okay, we need to treat this differently as a video editor would do. So focus on different things, on uh, teams, on scores, on statistics. Uh, same thing with business articles, focus more on companies, on stock trends. And essentially by that, each type of category gets a different look and feel uh, at the end in the visual clip. All right, what, are, what have been some of the things that have been s the most challenging in, in figuring out how to get the AI right? Uh, almost nothing. It was very simple. Oh, no, sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a lot of challenges. Uh, if I'm just recalling a few, so one of them was that we had um, similar names of famous people in different categories, oh, yeah. in different places, and we used to bring not the right images, mm -hmm. so we solved that, like Zor said before, we solved that by actually treating each category differently. Mm -hmm. So when we fetch the right images or the right um, visual, visual uh, representation, we do that understanding which category and what's happening within the article. So the context of the article. So we're not only analyzing specific names, and we actually understand the story understand that this is a sports article, but it's also a football game, mm -hmm. and these are the teams. Right. Uh, so, for example, if you say another one that was, that if you say in a, in a basketball game, you say uh, Los Angeles, then don't bring a map of Los Angeles because they meant to the team, right? Sure. So, so bring pictures mm -hmm. of the team. And, and we solved a lot of things like that. Any others from you? Uh, we used to have a, a, a common problem was with uh, Tim Cook, uh, the CEO of Apple. Uh, apparently, there's a hockey player by that <laughs> name. So each time there was an article mentioning Tim Cook regarding a new iPhone or iPad, we used to bring this hockey player, <laughs> uh, which was very frustrating. But it also helped us 
to improve the algorithm and create um, machine learning methods that actually the more content that flows through the system, the smarter it gets. So if you take it a year back, it was completely different than it is today, uh, and it gets stronger each day. All right, so I'm, I'm not a geek enough to understand that, but to what extent is, is the minus... Uh, you know, in programming, when you say "I don't want this," you know, if you Google, you know, minus a term, how much is there minus terms as opposed to plus terms in trying to create the greater intelligence? I think it's uh, equally, you know, uh, telling the algorithm this is good and this is bad uh, helps it improve. I think equally um, by editing the clips and trying to find the common mistake throughout. Uh, various different clips by our team sampling out, you know, out of the thousands, sampling about a few hundred each week. We can assess what was good about each clip, what was bad, what to show more, what to show less in each category. Well, I mean, in in childlike terms, this is called failing. You know, you, you learn from your failures better than you learn from your successes. And so that's the sort of a, a digital interpretation of that in some respect. To what extent when you're doing uh, curation, or is it, is it functionality existing that allows for people to do some editing and correcting of the article? Do you, does the functionality exist? Is it in the program? What's the work? Yeah, so it exists. It's not for the common user that uses our app. They can only give us feedback in the end of each clip, and then we also learn from that. Uh, but when we work with content owners, with publishers, they are our partners in the end, then we'll give them tools that they're able to tweak down images and switch video, videos and add infographics if they want. So all the process is 100% automatically, but then if they want to, have, to change something within the video, they can. Do, do you not find, do, I mean, just from a crowdsourcing standpoint, the ability of the crowd to Wikipedia, it would it not be interesting to say, oh, no, no, that's not the right Tim Cook. It's this guy and, you know... That, of course, you know, then there's a the whole process of, of approving that change. That's the challenge. Yeah, so, so this is what we're doing. So one from the user behavior we mm -hmm. learn, and the second one in every end of each clip, a user can give us feedback on that specific clip. We, we ask different questions mm -hmm. so oh, we see. can actually learn from that. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk about business model. All right, who are your clients? And uh, we talked about the verticals, but who are your clients and, and uh, how does it look for your business model? So... Um, we work with publishers, with content owners, and the idea is to increase their video inventory uh, automatically. So if you look from a publisher point of view, today to create videos costs a lot of money. It costs about $1,000 per one minute. So you, have, you need three team members, one that will film the video, then to edit it, and then you know all the processing and all that. And and using our technology, they're able to create thousands of thousands of videos that every article will have its own video summary, and it's all created automatically for every article in two cents. All right, so if I'm, if I'm a newspaper, how do I, or I'm reading a newspaper, how do I know to do Wibbits? How does it work there? So today we have a few ways that you can uh, watch Wibbits clips. One is the Wibbits iPhone app. You can download it for free. There you have to go through the Wibbits. As a, right. I'm just thinking, as, you know, if I'm a newspaper and I want Wibbits layered on top, how does it work? So if you're a, a publisher or a content creator, you can take one line of JavaScript code, put it in your HTML of your site, and automatically, without any effort, any article that you publish would run through the Wibbits platform, mm -hmm. and that video would be actually embedded inside that page. But that would be on the web, the mobile browser as opposed to within the app? 
Well, once you get into the publisher's website, you'll see it actually embedded inside the page, whether it's on a mobile browser or, or a desktop browser. Or, or an app. Can it work within their app? So currently, no, but we are uh, about to launch an SDK that they would actually be able to uh, embed it inside their native mobile apps as well. Cool. All right, languages. Uh, so you guys are in English uh, primarily, right? I know Spanish and French are coming. Uh, Israeli, you know, Hebrew, uh, perhaps uh, soon too. Uh, how, well, f even in English, there's already differences, and then you have to have the voice that goes with it. How, I mean, and there there are certain services like Read Speaker and um, I don't remember the other one that are doing these kinds of things. And I and I know how many different types of accents: female, male. Do you want the Australian accent, the English, the New Zealander accent? My goodness, how are you guys doing with that? Uh, so, like you mentioned, uh, we currently work only in English, and we have four different voices to English, and we have also a UK British accent for specific sources that come from the UK. We plan on uh, launching Spanish in about a week, so we are very excited about that. And we worked about um, two months to release the Spanish version. And we plan on releasing more uh, languages in the coming year, uh, German, French, and Portuguese, and next year to go to other languages as well. Um, there are a few modifications that we need to do for every language. Like you said, every language, the grammar is different, and uh, there are a few nuances that we need to work on. We bring to our teams uh, native speakers in every language that we, we, we are launching, and we test it out, of course, uh, a few weeks before launching that. And, and yeah, and we see Webits as a global company, so we're definitely going to go to other languages. Yeah, the, I mean, the, 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 the phrase I have to make sure we get in here somewhere, <laughs> you guys are going to be the play button to the web, right? Is that, is that how you say it? Exactly. We're going to be the play button for the web, so no matter where you are or on which platform or, de or device, you'll be able to click play and just watch a short clip of what you want to, over the information you want to get. All right, so I'm loving that. All right, so you guys are we're in Paris at UNESCO headquarters. You're visiting this NetExplo forum, and you guys are, are you know in the business, and you've been to a lot of, presumably a lot of conferences. How do you describe this conference, and what is it like for you to guys to win this prize here? As you know, I mean, I'm sure it's great, but you know, what makes it different for you? Well, first of all, I think it's a it's a great honor. Uh, we heard uh, about the judging process and who are the judges, and it's amazing to be you know listed as you know part of the top 100, especially number one, uh, it's a very exciting for us. Uh, and I think what makes NetExplo different uh, than all the other conferences that we've attended recently is that it not only tries to find innovative and cool companies, but it also tries to predict the future and how uh, our future uh, digital lives will look like. And I think, uh, you know, that's the main differentiator and, and you know, very exciting thing for us because we believe that what Wibbits is doing is, you know, not looking just one year forwards, but three, four, five years forwards or how the world of information and news consumption will look like. Well, definitely the ambition is there. Is there anything in particular that you would like to call out and say, what I learned, you, or a person you met or a company you met, has anything come to mind in your experience? I know I, I'm throwing that on you, right? But is there, some, is there some, yeah, the last three days, you know, anything in one particular presentation or another app that you particularly liked or, you know, a company you heard from, anything stand out? I, I think all of the apps and the, the companies were amazing. I think uh, they're trying, like Zor said, I think they're trying to foresee the future 
Uh, most, some of the companies were actually working on projects that would be relevant in five years from today. Right, like, like skin print. Like skin print, yeah. that's what came to mind as well. Yeah, it's, it's like, I think uh, it's amazing. We live in an amazing world today. The technology progress is, is increasing day by day, and, and I think uh, it's a great time to start a company and to innovate. Well, what I can say is I'm thrilled to have you, glad to be on the show. And uh, so how can anyone track you down? I mean, of course, I'm going to put Wibbits in the show notes, but uh, how, how would you like people to follow you or track you down? So first of all, you can download our free app on the iPhone, uh, on the App Store. Oh, yeah. And when, 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 when are the other ones available? Um, we're going to have Android in about two, three months. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. You can also follow us on Instagram where we publish about three news items uh, each day so you can get super short 15 second long videos within your stream Uh, we're very excited about that and of course you can follow us on twitter and facebook where we uh, uh, publish daily uh, top news each day all right so i'll put all that and what about any personal um you know handles your your own personal accounts so if you like that be followed i'll be glad to put that in or emails (laughs) <laughs> well, as you wish. No, but as you wish. Ah, my Twitter is uh, at mm-hmm. And you? And I'm at Zohar Diane. Right. Splendid. Well, I'll put all that in the show notes. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Congratulations again. Hope you enjoyed Paris, and I look forward to following you guys as you become the play button of the web. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Internet Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please rate it in iTunes and don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.